Well, I, I'm Mrs. Voorhees, an old friend of the Christie's. Welcome back to the Hagenthill Horrors Podcast, where we review horror movies and home movie franchises. I'm Mark. I'm Rudy. I'm Talon. I'm Maria. And today we're watching Friday the 13th, released in 1980, directed by Sean S. Cunningham and written by Victor Miller. But before we get into any of that, Tawan, can you give the people a plot summary? In 1957, a young boy named Jason drowns in a lake near Camp Crystal Lake. The next year, two counselors are murdered. In 1980, a descendant of the original owners reopens Camp Crystal Lake with some counselors' help. The counselors get killed one by one by a mysterious person. Could it be Jason, Alpha Revenge? Was this anyone's first time watching the movie? No. It was not. But it, it was my first time. <laughs> it was your first time, Maria? Yeah, I've never in my life have seen this movie. <laughs> what did you think? Um, It was good. I mean, I, I liked it. You know, I liked the whole 80s vibe. It was interesting. It was interesting to watch. It's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> so, were you surprised by the ending? By like, I mean, who it was? Like, not really, because I've seen, like, you know, other movies that will, like, reference this movie. I think, I think in Scream, wasn't it, where they, like, asked the question, like, who was the killer in Friday the 13th? Yeah, yeah but she got that wrong. I forgot her boyfriend killed. Yep. Yeah, so I knew it wasn't like I don't know. I've just like I've seen like other media talk about it, you know. So I kind of knew already. Um, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know. I think, but that's all I knew about it. I didn't really know like about the what exactly the movie was about. Like, I mean, I knew it was in like Camp Crystal Lake, but I didn't really know how you know she was gonna kill people or how that how that went um but i did kind of already know that she was the one that was like killing people and it wasn't him my only issue with this movie is for like there's a rule with whodunits you're supposed to introduce all the suspects at some point we never saw mrs Voorhees until it was revealed that she was the killer so i'm just like this is a cop out like that's true and what I about you, Tuan? What did you think about this movie, like, overall? How did you feel about it? Question. So, did you see this before you saw any of the other movies? Um, no. I am fairly certain. I've always known about Jason just because, you know, being, like, pop culture and stuff. But I think the first time that I actually, like, watched the Jason movie on my own was probably Freddy vs. Jason when that came out. And then later on, I eventually, like, watched the rest of these movies um, just because I was interested in seeing them. Um, and I'm not going to lie, this first movie bores me. I'm going to be very honest. I found this movie, like, kind of boring, especially rewatching it now. There are, like, some times where I was, like, just there. And I don't know, like, the suspense for, like, certain things wasn't always there. And, like, like you said, also, like, the whodunit aspect, like once you get to the end, it's like okay, like Pamela is the is the killer, but it just comes it just it just comes out of nowhere. Like even even if she was inserting like a couple scenes or maybe like just always at the camp with them, or like made it so that she could um, be a part of the reopening, quote unquote, and then end up killing them. Like that would have been like better than just like have her pop up at the end. Because, you know, there were a lot of, like, slashers and stuff back then where it was kind of, like, unnamed, like, or, like, no, like a person that we may not have seen. But, like, they may have been in a movie a little bit, but since she wasn't in it at all, it didn't really add up. And then I feel like, but overall, though, I just, I was a little bored watching this one. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm like... Yeah, I'm not really sure if I liked it all the all that much. Yeah, I wanted to point that out too. Like, I didn't. They like mentioned him drowning like twice. That and they never really like. But they like made it seem that it was a curse that it, that it was a jinx that it wasn't anybody actually like doing you know 
you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you don't hear his name until the very end. You don't see her until the very end. You don't know that his death was, you know, because of counselors, you know, doing their thing until the end. Like, it's like you see these people getting murdered and you kind of just assume that it's some random person, not not that it's the, the kid who who drowned. Yeah, because they don't they they mention his drowning in passing like twice, like you said, and the opening kill has nothing to do with him. So how are we supposed to connect that? Oh, your kid drowned, and so now you're batshit crazy. They, that was like dropped. But what about you, Rudy? What do you think about this movie overall? I think the movie was a good introduction to the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Yeah, it was a little bit boring and um. A little slow for my liking, but then again, we have to understand the action didn't start to like after what the third part, whenever Jason retrieved the mask. Was it the second or third movie? Um, well, we started seeing more of Jason versus the third. he gets the hockey third, mask right? in the third, yeah. So, like, this one is more like focused on the mom getting revenge on you know the counselors from the past who treated him poorly or whatever. So, it the atmospheric vibes from it was good i like the whole camp theory but um it wasn't like spectacular or something out of you know something that we're already used to seeing nowadays in movies you're right it was a good a good setup I mean, they, they didn't know but they were going to spawn like 12 sequels so yeah but i want to talk about the big important rules of the 80s slasher movies. Now, these these rules are a little sexist, but they're kind of the basis for all the Friday the 13th movies. Do you guys know the slasher movie rules? Don't have sex or you will get pregnant and you will die. That, that's from Mean Girls. That doesn't I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but don't have sex. Like, if you have sex, you're dying. Yep, don't have sex. Don't do drugs. Don't get naked. Don't ignore the crazy locals. Don't go off into the woods. And forget about the car you brought because that's definitely not going to help you at any point. And don't split up. Y'all go back. Never split up. Why do they split up? That's so fucking dumb. It's strength in numbers, people. We don't need to split up in twos or like threes. But about the rules, I feel like don't do sex, don't do drugs. It's not saying like, oh, you're, you're, a, you're a slut or you're a whore, you're a pothead. It's just like, the one person who isn't doing those things is more is more aware of like what the fuck is going on around them because they're not distracted by by you know what that guy is swinging or what old girl or how big that girl's breast is like that person is hyper focused on what the hell is going on so she's noticing all her friends are missing and no one came to fuck back yet but do you guys have any favorite kills Rudy uh, my favorite kill is uh, the iconic one, obviously. Um, Pamela Voorhees, the mom, at the end. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about it because we haven't even started on, you know. Go ahead. But that was the reason why Friday became so huge, honestly, is because I don't think anyone was expecting at that time for it to be the mother of Jason Voorhees. And just uh, the whole plot story itself kind of just like, while the audience like holy shit like she took it seriously she she wasn't playing basically about her kid like you you're the reason why my kid died so i'm gonna come out after you guys and um the fact that alice right her name is alice the, the girl who killed her yeah yep. she seemed like the typical like scrawny she and you know, she to me she looked like she was about that life till the end basically when she killed Miss Forey's, and that was huge. And that was my favorite kill, because it was like the most memorable kill of them all in the series, in my opinion. Um, it might have not been like the most creative death scene, but it definitely like, it opened the door to the storyline and to the franchise and why Jason came back to kill the rest, you get me? So that was my favorite. Maria? Um, yeah, I mean, I think my favorite was when Alice, you know, killed Mrs. Voorhees. Um, also, uh, Bill. Bill's death was pretty cool when he, he like 
you know, when she like, well, I guess not his kill scene. Well, yeah, because you don't really see him getting killed. But she like opens the door and he has like arrows on him. He's like on the door, which I'm wondering how the hell did Mrs. Voorhees like kill like all these teenagers? Like she's strong teenage boys who have muscles. Like, come on. I swear, I say that all the time. I like when I was watching this movie. I'm like, okay, there's got to be a point because <laughs> like no way Miss Voorhees is that strong. Like. You could kick this lady down. And we saw like she was getting back up with Alice, but come on now. Especially with like Jack. Like she all she did was ram this like arrow through the bed to him. And I was like, how the fuck? Like, that's actually my favorite kill. That's mine I too. That. I love that kill. It just like <clears throat> it grabs him and just like pushes it up. That's my favorite one. That's the most believable one. Everything else, I'm just like, there's no way. What do you mean? With, like, Marcy, she just, like, hit her with an axe. I feel like that was more believable. Yeah, that, and when she killed Steve Christie, she just, like, killed him above, like, off screen with a knife. Yeah, yeah. that's believable, because you know, it caught him by surprise. Yeah, that's believable, too. But, but yeah, the one with Bill, I don't get that one. But then going back with the, with the her first, like, kill of, like, the the main group, that chick in the car, you you were that terrified of some old lady? Stop. Please, stop. I would have whooped her old ass while she was driving. No, for real. Like, why are you not punching this lady right now? Like, what the fuck? Like, and, then when, and then when we get her act, like, the actual kill of her, like, you, so you don't see this lady about to grab a knife? You just gonna stand there? You didn't try to kick her or nothing? Like, come on now. Like, this it's someone's it's, grandmother. Like, what this like, ass? For real, like, I would get if it was, like, um, I think it was Ennis, the truck driver. Mm-hmm. The one, like, the that, I, I get if it was him, like, yeah, I'll be scared, too. That's a big dude. But, like, Miss Voorhees, like, come on. Do you guys have any scenes that you guys liked, disliked, or indifferent about? Tuan, kick us off. Um... I think a scene that I did like, which is like one of the more nicer scenes in the movie, is like towards the end when Alice is just on the boat, like right before she gets grabbed by Jason. Like the way the way it just looks very serene. Like it gives you that feeling like yes, she won, like she's out, like she's final girl status. And then we do get the like the part of Jason jumping out. But like but like right before that, like it looks very serene and nice. I do like that, like, just the way that it looks. Rudy? Um, I am gonna go with the fact that there's no fucking minorities in this movie. And I know I'm always th- I'm always bringing up the race and shit, but, like, I, I know this was said, like, back in the day, and I don't even think they, they were, like, including minorities in movies back then. I could be wrong. But I wish I would have seen more of that because I can't really relate to these people in the movie. Like, I just feel like they do stuff that I don't do. Like, if I were to go camping, half the shit they do in the movie, I'm like, um, where they do that? I don't, I don't know. I just... That was my thing with my issue with the Friday franchise was that it was barely any, like, relatable characters or, like, characters that I can actually like. And um, most of these scenes didn't have character development. It was just, like, a bunch of you know, counselors or whatever, they were out there and camping and whatnot. And I just couldn't connect with anyone, even if I wanted to, because it was all basically them flirting, fucking, you know, playing games and whatnot. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's for a movie to succeed, especially with audiences, you have to be able to connect with the audience. Otherwise, it's not really, you know, it's, it's whatever. I feel blah about it. Maria? I also did like the scene at the end where, like, you know, she's in the water and it's, like, a really nice scene and then he just pops up out of nowhere. Um, But, like, I agree with what Rudy said. Also, I feel like there was, like, no sex in this movie. There was, like, two scenes. But then she was, like, killing people that were literally just, like, not doing anything. I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... Was it Ned? Ned wasn't getting shit. Like, you know, he was just there. He, yeah, he was flirting, but he wasn't Mr. Exactly... Christie was kind of a pervert. Like, he was definitely being very aggressive towards his att- intentions with Alice. Yeah, he was. 
Like I was like, yeah. I had to watch that scene twice. I was like, wait, I was like, did I hear this right? Like, how old is this girl? Like, how old is this man? <clears throat> and the fact that I don't know, that's that was it was a very weird scene to me. And I don't understand why it was in there. Um, but whatever, I guess. Um what else? Um I think for me, my favorite scene, only because I know like the behind the scenes, is when Mrs. Voorhees and Alice are fighting and Mrs. Voorhees slap Alice. Like the actress actually, they, she actually slapped her. When we hit somebody on stage, we hit somebody. So I hauled off and I gave her a smack. She fell to the ground crying, Sean, Sean, she hit me, she hit me. And he came over, he said, no, 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 Betsy, we don't do that in movies. I said, well, what, what are we supposed to do? He said, you'll miss her. Like her, her reaction of being hit in the movie is like her actual reaction, like, damn, this bitch just hit me. And then my other favorite scene, because it's funny and it's stupid, is the scene with the cop when he's like leaving, how he goes down by the lake and then does a U-turn to get the fuck out. I'm like, why did you do that? You could just got the fuck out. And when we first start to notice that Mrs. Voorhees is batshit crazy, and she's like, kill her, mommy, kill her. I was like, what the fuck? This oh yeah, she was, Betsy Palmer was selling, selling that uh, crazy uh, mom role. She was selling that shit. Right, it, it was definitely giving me like psycho vibes. Which is what they, which what in like in the commentary they said that's what they were going for. They were trying to do the reverse of Psycho, and I think they did it because Betsy Palmer is saying like "kill her, mommy, kill her." I will, Jason. I was like, "Oh shit!" But I was still confused because I was like, "Wait, why does this matter?" I'm like, it would have made more sense if one of the people who were killed in the opening was one of her kids because we saw them get killed on screen. But like, she's doing all of this for. No, we'll get there when we get there. But anyone else had any things that they liked or disliked or indifferent about? Uh, yeah, not that I can think of, to be honest. Um, maybe, well, maybe I was saying I like maybe just a character choice. Um, the one girl at the beginning, like if she was coming into town to go to the camp, she couldn't like connect with anyone beforehand to get a ride there like uh instead of just hitching a ride like i know like back then like people was just doing that all crazy but like come on girl you got you got hit by yourself that's what she you ended up dying anyway but i'm just saying bad character choice like right we get the buddy system but then like you said back then like the way we use uber is the way what they were hitchhiking yeah also, a lot of people were, a lot of serial killers found their victims because they were killing hitchhikers. So, you know, that didn't turn out great. So, let's talk about the characters. Let's start with Final Girl Alice. Maria, what did you think about Alice? She was okay. Like, I just, because when I first saw Annie, I thought she was going to be the the main character because, I mean, she was there in the beginning. You see, you literally see I her. Hitchhike, but then she just never makes it, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, Alice was just kind of—I mean, to be honest, to me, she was just kind of there. I didn't—I would not have guessed that she was the the final girl. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like the kids or like or the teens or whatever—they none of them really like stood out to me as like, oh, this one just likes to have sex, but this one is so pure. They were all just like goofing around, having, like, a really good time together. And it was, honestly, it was really nice to see, actually, um, that they weren't, like, putting on a lot of stereotypes on the kids. Uh, you know, you know how, like, some movies, they really, like, let you know, like, yeah, like, like this girl likes to fuck. But, um... I mean, this this is the franchise that kind of started all that. Like, the archetype character, so, Yeah. Well, it was nice to see that it wasn't as, like, in your face. Like, but, it, um, yeah, that, that it wasn't, Two like, in your face. Two moves from now, it will be. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, 
But um, she was okay. She just, I guess compared to like the other movies we've seen, she didn't really stand out to me. Like I just didn't know where this movie was going to go. And I kind of liked that. <laughs> what about you, Rudy? What did you think of Alice? Um, Alice wasn't my, like I said, my cup of tea. Um, like I, she was, she just seemed, she came off as like wimpy and like she was just there. Like when I finally saw that she had it in her, that she was a fighter and she was tough was towards the end when she was trying to like escape and fight back and whatnot, especially against Mrs. Boris. Um, I kind of wanted a better, or if not, like, a backstory period on her, like, where, does she have any family, like, what is she doing with her life, you know, like, and that's how I feel with all of the characters, even, like, in the series overall, like, I don't think that they had any, any true development, it was just, okay, let's put you out on camping, on a camping spree and get killed off, you get me, like, it just, I don't know, I will admit that she was, like, the winner. Obviously, she beat Mrs. Boris at the end, but that's pretty much it. But she wasn't given Laurie Strode, Sidney Prescott, is what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. She wasn't, like, the final girl that I would idolize. Tuan, what about you? Yeah, I, I agree with Maria and Rui. Like, I think the thing with Alice is, like, the way everybody just gets killed off so quickly, it doesn't even give you time to, like, materialize that she is going to be, like, the final girl. And we really don't learn anything about any of these people, which, you know, is usually fine in, like, a slasher. But even then, like, some of the characters that, like, we may, like, know in, like, other movies, like, you may still have something to, like, slightly go off of to, like, root for them, like, um know scream halloween stuff like that and but with this one it's just like she was just she was actually just the final girl like that was it there was nothing else like she was just the last one left so she put um she was just the last one left so she had to finish it and there wasn't anything else with it it was just straight to the point which i mean isn't an issue but it also is like is it deserved? Was it deserved for her to be the final girl? Like, I don't, I don't know. So. Yeah, like, it didn't feel like it was, like, like she, she deserved it. But also, like, like, no one wants, like, the killer to win or whoever. So it makes sense that someone had to put a stop to it, which I feel it could have been anyone in the cast had they used, you know, just a little bit of muscle, seeing as how Miss Voorhees is an old ass lady. But But also she didn't stand out from like anyone else. They all were like actually they all pretty much had equal time on screen. They all pretty much were annoying the same. She didn't stand out. She didn't have like some she didn't have something. Cause like like the, within the first like twenty minutes of Halloween, you you kind of know the character Laurie Strode, and the same thing with Scream. Mm-hmm. You know, Sydney Prescott has a fucked up life. Her mom's dead. The guy's in prison. Her mom is being slut shamed all over town. Yeah, but it's like it's like Alice is just there. She's just some pale white girl. They were all very pale for them to be in. Where is the tan at? Like Jesus Christ! But but yeah, I think yeah, I think that's my thoughts. I was like, she yeah, it wasn't really like anything deserved. She just so happened to like come into the final girl role by actually just being the final girl. <laughs> like I don't know. And then like her her reaction to like her in the hospital kills it. She's like, then he's still there. These people who you spent uh, hours with were all just murdered. Your boss was just murdered, and you fucking, you were almost murdered. And then you think that you were dragged down into the to the lake by some dead kid, and you're just, maybe he's still in there. Like, you need to be flipping out, calling for your mama, calling for God, calling for everybody, calling for the SWAT team. Why are you so calm right now? I don't know. It was like, it was it was the uh, 60s. They probably would have locked her up and said she was crazy or something. 
would have preferred that. Like, you should be hysterical. You were just almost murdered, and everyone you know, everyone you you spent the last twenty four hours with is murdered. But let's move on to creepy old Steve Chrissy, who was pretty much responsible for you know the murders happen because he reopened the camp. Watching this movie as a kid, I thought I I not knowing. But like, kind of like, oh, this guy—he makes me uncomfortable watching him talk to her. But as an adult, it's like this guy's a fucking creep. Like, why is he talking to her like this? They never established how old Alice was, but I was, I'm pretty sure she was years younger than him. And that in that like that scene with the interaction was just like when he was just like, "Give me a give," he was like, "Give me a shot, give me a chance," or something like that. I'm like. Dude, like she already told you no. Like, leave her alone. I and it, he was set up to be like one of the red herrings that he might be the killer. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it in him to be the killer. I, I never once thought he could be the killer. I just, I just, I was waiting for him to die because he was a pervert. But what about you, Tuan? What are your thoughts on Steve Chrissy? Or um, yeah, he was he was a bird. Like he was like the way he was like touching her in her face and stuff, like adjusting her hair. Um, he was he was being weird. Like even though you know all these people are probably like in their late uh, early to mid twenties, they're supposed to be like early teens. So if he's like the head counselor, he's definitely way older than them. So it's weird just by default, regardless of, like how they look. Um, just. Uh, implications of it are weird but um funny you mentioned red earrings which is which i think is interesting for this movie because nobody in the movie gave me red herring vibes like as to who could be the killer like nobody like trick like tricked that in my head all like off like oh i think it's like either Bill or Jack or whatever. Like nobody gave me that vibe, which is why like the reveal at the end is like, oh, it's someone who wasn't even on the screen. But going back to Steve at least, why did he like not come back to the camp earlier on? Like you're supposed to be in charge of this. You just like you barely gave these kids anything to do. They fucking Wasn't he, like, drinking at the bar or something? Yeah, he went to the diner, like, and was drinking and eating and stuff. Like, you've been at the diner for, like, this all happened in one day, so I don't know what time it was. We just go say it was, like, 4 p.m. Let's say he went to the diner at 4 p.m. He didn't get back to, like, I don't know, 10. <laughs> He'd been going all day for what? And now everybody did. I mean, it's only him anyway, because they opened the he he decided to open the camp back up. Um, but yeah, like you're supposed to be in charge of this, so like, why aren't you being in charge? Like, you could have sent any of the other like kids out, because I think then you just have to leave to go to the store or something to like get like materials or something like that, or like stock. He went to go like stock supplies, I think. Yep, stock supplies. He needed like wood and stuff. Yeah, so it's like. If you're the counselor, the head counselor, like you divvy out tasks, give a task to someone, go tell them, go tell one of the kids to do it. Like I don't know, um, it it just is it gives like he wasn't really um, doing his role as he as he should have, but I mean he ended up paying for it when he came back. Not saying that he, anyone in this movie like deserved to die, because I mean he was just trying to open the camp back up. He definitely deserved. It. He was a pervert. Oh, yeah, you're right. In that sense, you are right. But in the sense of opening the cap back up, that's nobody's fault. Yeah, and then the way he died, like, what are you doing out here? And uh, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What about you, Rudy? What do you think about Mr. Chrissy? Christy? Um, well, he was definitely, he definitely came off as the perv of the movie, or like just a community perv, and, um, I don't have much to say about him. I just think he was added to the movie just to to bring in more like, uh, what's a better term? So like to make him look like the villain or like the bad guy. I, I think people, when they first saw this movie, might have assumed, oh, that's probably him. He's the killer because of the way he was acting and his demeanor towards the, the counselors and all that. So um, yeah, that's all I have to say about him. Maria. 
No, yeah, he was a creep. Like, I just... The scene when he was talking to, like, to Alice like that, I was like, what the... I just... I would have liked to know what history they have for him to think it's okay to talk to her like that and for her not to freak out. You know, like... Is she used to it? Do they know each other? Um, Like, what? I don't know. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, do they just work a lot together? I don't know. Like, I don't know who Alice is exactly. Like, you don't know anything about her background. You know enough about his background, but not really about her. Um, And yeah, and I agree. Like, why was he in town for so long? Like, he was, when you, like, cut to him, He's literally in a diner. And I'm like, you could have left so long ago. <laughs> you could have avoided a mo- most of the rain. But no, here you are in a diner. But I, I mean, I guess, whatever. Um, No, I mean, he was weird. He was just, I don't know. He was just weird. I feel like he was a weird guy, but they all could kind of tell he was a weird guy. And... I can see them trying to make him into a red herring, but I also feel like they didn't mention him enough to make him a red herring, if that makes any sense. Like, it's like, they mentioned that he was weird a couple times, but then, like, that was it. And they, I guess they just wanted you to be like, oh, well, I guess he is kind of weird. Maybe he's killing everybody. But, you know, he's not, so. Yeah, you and Rudy definitely said it. Actually, all three of you said it. I feel like this movie definitely suffers from lack of character development, lack of even just telling us who these characters were before they came to Camp Crystal Lake and how they're connected because we get that there's a history between Alice and Mr. Christie, but we don't know what. Obviously, Mr. Christie knows Pamela, but we don't know how or or like we don't we don't know anything. And I feel like it, it hurts the movie and, and it hurts because you don't really get a chance to get to know the characters before they get killed. Like I have... I feel nothing when she's just like taking them out one by one. They're just people who we saw interact for like 40 minutes before the killing started. But let's talk about the person who warned them all. Crazy Ralph. You're going to camp blood, ain't you? God damn it, Ralph. Get out of here. Go on, get. Now, Rudy, what do you think about crazy Ralph? He's he's not even really crazy. He was right. What do you think about Ralph, Rudy? He's got a death curse. Crazy Ralph reminds me of, um, fuck, what is that character? I was just, because I'm watching the movie in the background. Boy, I'm a little distracted here. But um, Crazy Ralph reminds me of those, like, super nosy yet smart. And, like, all he wanted to do was, like, warn the counselors and, like, be there and protect them. Who, who am I thinking of? Now that's going to kill me, not knowing who I'm talking about. You're but probably talking about Crazy Ralph because he was the first one that they like, like they a lot of people out of the movies like modeled modeled the character after him. No, no. Well, I'm refer- I'm like referencing the other character from. Uh... Oh, okay. I still know what you did last summer. I don't know if you guys seen it, but like. Yeah, I have. The guy, the man in the hotel that's like he does, he's doing voodoo or something to like protect them. He reminds. Oh, oh, I don't remember who you're talking about. That's that's who I feel like in, got in, they they took that concept of Crazy Ralph and inspired got inspired by that. Oh my god, I can't speak today. But um, basically, yeah, Crazy Ralph. I thought he was a sweet man. Honestly, I, <laughs> I maybe his appearance kind of like won me over. It's like, oh, look at this cute old little man trying to like be there and blah blah blah. But um, yeah, I don't really have much to say. Again, with these characters, I feel like there needed to be more development and like screen time for me to actually like them or have something to say. But Crazy Ralph, all I'm gonna say is justice for him. Crazy Ralph was justified. What do you what do you what do you think, Mary? What do you think about Crazy Ralph? You see him in the beginning. And honestly he didn't really give me crazy vibes. He was just talking to her. He was yelling. I don't know, they just didn't really make him like seem like he was crazy. Like he was just saying things and I don't know. It just it didn't seem crazy to me. Um, but then they liked, so when they were calling him crazy Ralph, I was like, well, you know, he's just saying stuff. It's not really that crazy until you see him at the camp and you're like, holy shit, this guy's, and the scene that got me with him was him biking away into the woods. And I'm like, why? 
are you biking away? Not even on the path, but into the woods. I don't know. That's where I was like, okay. I can see them trying to make him crazy. But, I mean, just because a few town folk were like, yeah, he's crazy. He just says things. It just doesn't. It just does, it doesn't really come off until like that until the scene where he's in the pantry, but it just kind of felt like that was just there just to kind of add. I don't know. It just it didn't feel genuine. I guess like it didn't feel like he was actively crazy. Also, if if the camp was Jinx, why would he go up there? I don't know. But um, I mean, you only technically only see him for two scenes. They talk about him every now and then. So you just can't really get an idea. You just know him as Crazy Ralph because everybody else said he was crazy. And they said he was crazy. But I, I, if everyone just listened to Ralph, actually, if if they listened to the entire town, the entire town kept telling them, don't go to Camp Blood. Don't go to Camp Blood. Okay, and that was the thing too. The whole camp was saying basically what Ralph was saying. How does that make him crazy? Because of the way he said it. You're going to Camp Blood, ain't you? So like, I thought he was crazy. But, but I'm like, everyone, he's not crazy. He's just weird. <laughs> everyone is saying, don't go to fucking camp. And everyone's telling you why. I think they just like, confused him for like a creepy old man. You know, the typical kids. They don't want to listen to the elderly and shit like that. I, get, I think it was because they dismissed him because he was the town's drunk. But like, yeah, too, just because he drunk don't mean he's stupid. Yeah. But what about you, Tuan? What do you think about Crazy Ralph? Man, some crazy always got a little substance to it. And Crazy Ralph definitely, uh, like, had that substance to what he was talking about and told him not to do. Um, but, yeah, I do agree with all of you saying. Like, he wasn't wrong in any of the stuff that he was saying. But, of course, like, when, like, you hear certain things for certain people, depending on like, like how you perceive them to be. Like you're gonna take it with like a grain of salt. But um, in this case, like we know he was, he was completely right in his assessment of what what was going on. Now I do agree with Maria. That scene him on the bike going into the woods that was actually kind of funny because it was just so random. But um, in general. A lot of the cra- like characters they like put that crazy title on in like movies like in like movies like this or in general like most of the times like stuff they're saying tends to be true. Well, staying on you, Tuan, what do you think about Mrs. Voorhees? I mean, was she wrong? No. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think Mrs. Voorhees was wrong in the beginning when she killed the two counselors who were supposed to be watching over Jason. The counselors weren't paying any attention. They were making love while that young boy drowned. Because that was like actually them ignoring what happened and letting her son drown. Now, do I think she was wrong with the people she killed in this one? Yes, besides Steve, because he actually facilitated this whole thing. Just, I would say she was wrong because you like, um, she she wouldn't know like if these like counselors would be better or what if what things would be different. Plus, they didn't even know really what happened. They probably just had like a slight hunch and was like told. But Steve could have Steve didn't tell them any of this. Like if he knew Miss Voorhees, that means he had to know the story which means he didn't tell the rest of them this, so they couldn't make a decision for themselves decide to do this or not. But um, Mrs. Voorhees was good because no one would have suspected an, like, an older woman to like be the killer in this movie, um, which was, you know, at the time very like divisive and also different from you know, the type of things that we're used to. And as far as slashers go, like some, you know, some slashers or movies do have like, um, we have like women as the killer, but specifically now, like an um, older woman, um, that was a little different. And Betsy Bomber, like, even though she was only in the movie, like at the end, like, 
she sold the fuck out of that like like mother role she sold the fuck out of it so um she did really good here and i like i like like her performance what we got of it and also like her final like fights uh, final fight like couple fight scenes that she had with um, alice were nice as well but they could have used her so much more I feel if they had planned it out a little better, because I do know when looking into the movie, like, they just put the freaking promos out with no script, so they kind of, like, came together, like, like literally, right, like, like they, they just have the title and just put that out, and they came up with everything else later on. I feel if they had included her more, it could have paid off in the long run. And the way I saw someone online put it when I was just looking into the movie more is if, like, maybe they just had her as, like, a worker at the camp, which it could have worked. She could have just been there at the camp with the rest of Because them. I think that's, like, part of her backstory is that she was a camp count. She was, like, a cook yeah. or something at the camp. That's why exactly. she was there. That's why Jason was there. But they didn't, like, feed into that. Yeah, which could have been, like, really easy to, like, feed into, especially if, like, because we know Steve knows who she is, but, I mean, if if she, 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 she had to know. She should have been Crazy Ralph. <laughs> now, that would have been a twist. Like, the person yeah. who's been warning you to not to go to Camp Blood is the one who's killing you at Camp Blood. That's true. Um, what was I going to say? So, I, I would say, like, maybe, like, when whatever steve or whoever leaves um she could have just shown up until like the count like the counselor's like oh i'm gonna be the cook here like i need to get the kitchen ready and stuff like that i don't know just something more to add into it so that we could see her in the movie prior to that and then give it the actual whodunit feel because i never even though it's supposed to like feel like a whodunit i never got that feel from the movie because to be honest like I think when I first watched it, I didn't even know, like, I know, I, I know of, like, the whole reveal of Pamela was going to be the killer, but if I had never seen this movie in any context, I probably would have thought they just weren't going to show us who the killer was, if somebody was just killing the teens for, like, slasher purposes, slasher purposes. But, um, yeah, so they could have used Pamela more, but she served her purpose in the movie, and Betsy Palmer did a really good job as the Rudy, what about you? How do you feel about Mrs. Voorhees? I love Mrs. Voorhees. Uh, like to one said, I think it was justifiable, her actions. I mean, in general, <laughs> in a perfect world, I think we all, if we were to be parents, would be like, we choose our kids over anything. Like, I'm a mother before anything. I'm not going to let these fucking counselors just treat my kid like a nobody. And they were the reason why he drowned and died, apparently, because the counselors were too busy doing whatever they were doing and I just feel like it's justice. I mean, nowadays, what do we do for justice? We go and well, we don't kill people, but you know what I mean? Like, in this case, Mrs. Boris had a, a, a good reason to do it and I think she was just angry at the fact that she lost her son. I think she was angry at the fact that uh, no one paid him any mind and he was just bullied and ignored, like, as if he was nothing and um... I wanted. I wish they would have like made a prequel of Mrs. Boris. Um, where was she when Jason was at this camp when he died? You get me? Like, I want a whole backstory on her ass too. Because there is a a a prequel comic that explains that she is that she was she was cooking in the kitchen when this happened. Oh, so she was present then. Yep, she was at the camp. She was there. Oh, well, she wasn't being motherly because I would have been like, uh, son, you're not going to be by the lake if you're not, if I'm not there with you. You get me? Like, it's like, I want to defend her a hundred percent, but for a mother to, to, to allow that to happen to her kid, I mean, I guess she trusted the, um, counselors, but you know what I mean? Like, I loved her though. I love her regardless. I think that she, she was, um, the, what's that term? The poster child for other mothers out there. <laughs> And um, who are willing to do whatever it takes to protect their kid. Or if something happens to the kid, they go above and beyond to find justice. I love Mrs. Voorhees myself. And I think, uh, for me, 
if I was Mrs. Voorhees, I would have been targeting the kids who pushed Jason into the lake and made him drown rather than focus. Like, yeah, the camp counselors weren't paying attention, but like a gang of kids at the camp are the ones who pushed him into the, into the lake. Like they made him drown. It's those fucking kids fault. And I think it would have served better if Alice was, was turned out to be one of those kids. Like if she was one of those kids who was bullying Jason and that's why Mrs. Voorhees, he, Voorhees left her for last. That would have made more sense. And that's what I feel like is missing from this movie. Because with, with, with Nightmare on Elm Street, like Freddy Cougar is targeting the kids of the parents who killed him. So you know why he's fucking with these kids. Like, Mrs. Voorhees is just killing anyone who steps foot on the camp, on the campsite. So, like, it just, like, yeah, I get it. And she, she probably lost her mind after her son died. But it's like, if you're going to get revenge, get revenge on the right people. And get revenge on the people who pushed your kid into the, the goddamn lake. And I feel like that's one of the biggest problems I have with the whole series. That we never... They never have anyone, they have never have any of those kids be part of the Jason story. Like, we see a bunch of kids on the dock yelling at him and screaming and laughing while he's drowning, but then those kids are never mentioned or brought up again. It's always about the counselors. So, I, yeah, she was justified, but her anger should have been used appropriately. She should have had more appropriate targets. But I agree with her. What about you, Maria? How do you feel about Mrs. Voorhees? I mean, she just came up so like unexpectedly, like in the like the last couple scenes. Um, yeah, I don't get why she was like killing people, and like, I mean, I do understand why, but I also don't feel like it's justifiable to just be killing like random kids just because you know some kids let your kid die because they were having sex, which I feel like it's a lot of responsibility to put on like teens who, you know, they're still growing. Um, I don't know. She's just, cause like she, like the fact that she had to explain herself about like, first of all, who she was like, I mean, I kind of already knew who she was because of like, because I know about the franchise. But the but if I just watch this movie, you know, just without any like background, any like context, I would have been like, who the fuck? Like, who is she? Like, they've never talked about her. They never talk about Jason. They never say their names. So they're just like, oh, it's you, Mrs. Mrs. Voorhees. I would have thought she was just some random psycho, you know? Um and and she and then she just like brings it all together at the end which i feel like was also kind of like i don't know like what makes alice so special that you can tell her who you are why you're killing and but you just killed everybody else like it was nothing you know <clears throat> like that doesn't make any sense to me and yeah i would have liked for them to be connected in some way but they just kind of they just weren't um like, this movie is just not connected, like, at all. Like, there's no background to anything. You don't really, like, get to develop with the characters. So, like, Mrs. Voorhees just, like, killing people because of what happened to her son. I mean, she is technically a random psycho, you know, if you really think about it. She's over here, first of all, you know, talking like her son and killing any random, like, counselor because... Well, I guess not really killing the counselors, but just wanting to to shut down the camp. Which, by the way, side note, I guess, but like, why would Steve open up a camp where kids have died? You know, like, I understand the whole jinx or whatever, but like, I'm pretty sure this camp has brought parents in general a lot of, like, grief. So why would you open that back up? I don't know. Whatever. But <clears throat> anyway, but I mean... I do understand why she did it, but it was also just like, I don't know. It just felt so disconnected to the movie. Like people are just dying through like the first hour, hour and a half. And then she comes along and she's like, yeah, I'm killing people for a reason. 
it's because like my son died and you're just like who the fuck is your son you know like you just don't and and like you never even see him until like the very end too like you don't see him until the very end when he's basically dead already and there's no like actual context about him being bullied or like he like they literally just make him seem like you know he's just a kid who drowned because some teenagers were not paying attention which I also feel like it's a lot to put on teenagers. Um, I mean, kids themselves. Yeah, like they're still, like, sure they went off and they had sex, but I mean, they're at that age. I mean, it doesn't excuse them doing that shit while there's kids in the fucking, you know, in the in the lake. Um, but I mean, who here is really to blame? <laughs> Like, you can't just be pointing fingers and blame someone and, I don't know. I just feel like you kind of, like, speculate a lot about Mrs. Voorhees, but you don't really, like, based on the movie alone and, like, not even, like, thinking about the other movies or any background or anything, she, she, she is technically just some random crazy lady who's killing kids. Yeah, it is very disconnected. And, and again, like, if if the, the people she was killing were at least one or two of them were one of the people who were bullying her kids or were one of the counselors who actually was there to watch Jason drown, like I would have gotten it a lot more, but that, that wasn't the case. She was just there. But speaking of Jason, this is the first time we see Jason and he is a little boy and he's alive still. He pops out and he grabs Alice. What do you guys think of this ghostly, animated, reanimated Jason, Maria? I mean, he was on screen for like five minutes. <laughs> I don't really... I haven't seen any any of the other movies. So I don't really have any like actual opinions. Oh, no, we're, we're solely basing off, off this. And wait, wait. You haven't seen any of these movies. The only movie that I saw was Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, well, then you're in for a... This is going to be different. But, I mean... I guess because, like... I'm so sorry. But, like, he starts off... I mean, like, the movie starts off as a slasher. And then suddenly you see this animated... Child, like this, like this ghostly child. He's actually alive. He's basically a feral... A feral kid. What? Now, why would you? Why would you ruin that for me? Wait, but how though? He that that is that is never going to be explained. But for Jason is alive for in this movie and for the next couple, I will point it out to everyone when Jason is a zombie. But at this point, Jason is alive. That's an actual like just a mentally. Mentally, um, this just like a mentally deformed Jason, but he's alive. Then, how like long ago was it that he drowned? Like, he still looks like a little child. They never explain any of that because I don't think they actually thought that they were actually going to use him ever again. And the next movie makes it even more confusing. But that's that was an actual boy, he was alive. Like, I guess, I mean. It gets confusing. It sounds, yeah, it definitely sounds very confusing. <laughs> what about you, Rudy? What do you think about, about our first glimpse at Jason Voorhees? Are we talking about him at the end? Yes. Um, so, let's start with Miss Jason. I want to know why, um, okay, this, I'm going to sound like a shitty fan. But, but also, don't spoil it because Maria hasn't seen any of the other movies. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to have a conversation about it. But I thought the look was good. Like it was, just, it was like keeping the audience, like me as an audience member. Obviously, I was like, "Holy shit, I want to see more of him." Or like, it got you intrigued by his his whole persona, like on the screen for that little amount that he had. It was like the the introduction, the rebirth, not even the rebirth, but like, yeah. The grand introduction to Jason for the following French, you know, movies that are coming up. Um, 
it did the whole movie justice. It kind of made sense at the end, you know, like when we got a glimpse of him or whatever. But uh, when I first saw this movie, um, I was younger, so I don't really remember my reaction. But I do know that I was like, it was different. You know, people back then, they weren't really open to like kids or just people in general with disabilities or, you know, how he was just like deformed and stuff like that. So it was intriguing because I wanted to see more. I wanted to see what he was capable of, if he had super human powers and all that stuff. So, yeah, Maria's up for a, she's in for a good trip. Now, Tuan, what do you think about our first glimpse of Jason? Now, like I was telling Maria, Jason is alive at the end, but that's it. He's not a ghost. He's not a zombie. He is a human. He just has like a mental handicap and he has some deformities. What do you think about our first appearance of Jason? But also don't spoil it because Maria hasn't seen the other movie. I don't really, <laughs> I don't know if I have much thought on it. It's, I guess because it's one of those things that you really don't, you, I don't think you can delve into without the other movies like attached to like have like that much of an opinion. Like um, seeing it at the end, like even though I knew, if I had seen it for like the first time without like any context, that probably would have been like a scary scene because it's like, well, first of all, what is grabbing her? It looks like like it looked deformed, but then you see, but then well, we come later see if that is Jason. Um, is like interesting because basically shows that, like Ali said, like he's been there all this time, and it it just gives us that little like glimpse of him in the beginning. But yeah, I don't. I don't think there's much I can really say about it now until we get to the other movies. So let's go to some behind the scenes. Now, this movie was made on a budget of $550,000 and they made $59.8 million at the box office. So they got their money back, which is why we got a sequel. Now, some interesting info. Screenwriter Victor Miller admits that Friday the 13th was essentially a shameless knockoff of Halloween. And Psycho, he saw that he said that he saw Halloween like two years before, and he wanted to replicate it and make some money the way John Carpenter did. And um, he said it was highly inspired by. He said it was highly inspired by Psycho, and he all he wanted to do was just like switch it, making the mom crazy instead of the son. Betsy Palmer, who plays. Uh, Mrs. Voorhees said that she hated the script. She didn't want the job. She only took the job because she needed to pay for her car and the amount of money that they were going to pay her was exactly the amount of money she needed to pay whatever was wrong with her car. That's the only reason why she took the job. And then she also thought that no one was going to see it and that it was going to make it make and make no money at all. And it turned out to be the role that she was most famous for. R.I.P. Betsy Palmer. Because, girl, you was wrong. Now, do you guys remember that snake scene? When they killed the snake? When they cut, when they chopped it in half? Yes. Well, that was a real snake, but they chopped it in half. And apparently that snake belonged to someone in production. And he was not aware, but they were going to kill his snake. He found out oh that Oh my day. God, yeah. that's so bad. <laughs> Killed this man's snake. <laughs> oh, that was bad. When I heard that in a documentary, I was like, no, I would have been pissed. Um, the end scene where Jason jumps out of the lake, the makeup artist insisted they put that in there only because he had just saw Carrie. And at the end of Carrie, there's a jump scene. So... So he wanted to copy that. He wanted a chair jumper moment. And I was like, so this whole movie is pretty much just the writer and the producer and everyone, everyone just trying to copy it, copy other horror movies. And I think they did a, I, I think they did an okay job. Now, the critics' reactions. The Los Angeles Times, Los Angeles Times referred to the movie as a silly, boring, youth 
youth-aged horror movie. The Baltimore Evening Sun referred to the movie as a shamelessly bad film, but then but then said that Cunningham knows knows this, and it's very sad that he inflicted this onto the youth of America. That was like back when there was a lot of a lot more conservatives, though they didn't like this shit. Like they, yeah, were just like anti-sex, anti-teenagers doing drugs, shit like that. So it doesn't surprise me. They that were they, an- got that they were anti-fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter said that the movie has gruesome violence in it, in which throats are slashed and heads are split open, and realistic details. And then some content of Fire Thirteenth is sick and sickening. The low budget feels and Paramount will surely be shutting its doors soon if they're going to be putting out movies like this. Flash forward, Paramount is still going strong. <laughs> Roger Ebert. The famed very, <laughs> very. Roger Ebert, the famed uh, movie critic, him and his partner, they had a TV show back in the day where they reviewed horror movies, and they spent their entire show berating the movie and other slashes like it. They said that the audience, they didn't want to watch a movie where the audience would root for the killer, and they hated the movie so much that they end, they ended up spoiling the twist with Mrs. Voorhees being the killer. They hated it that much that they spoiled it for everyone else. Now, but what about you guys? Do you guys cash or pass Friday the 13th Part 1? Tuan? Like, to be honest, I probably would pass on the first Friday the 13th. Um, for what comes after, like, in, this, in the other movies, like, it doesn't even give, like, I don't even think this one really gives even, good, like, that much context for what we eventually are going to get into. Um, so I, like, I feel like if I was to tell someone to, like, watch this series, like, they could watch this one if they wanted to, but the first one could definitely be skipped, and they probably wouldn't miss much in the other movies on so personally i would pass on the first friday the 13th it did do a lot for the slasher genre though which i will say um but yeah just personally i probably would pass on this one i don't see myself going back to watch this again it's a little it's a little too boring for me rudy would you cash or pass on friday the 13th part one although i wasn't a big fan of the first movie Obviously, for obvious reasons, um, I and I I've said it before in the previous podcast. I want to give the new viewers, like Maria, a chance to watch the movie and have their own um, perspective and and have their own, you know, opinion on the movie itself. This one particularly, I am not a fan of either, except for Mrs. Boris's scene, um, only because again, it doesn't have any like the one set. We we didn't know what we were gonna what where we where we were heading. Like, okay, is it a slasher? Is it like a, a serial killer out on the loose? Who is this person? Why are they doing it? They don't get into detail till the end of the movie. Then again, the audience is left with, okay, is this the end, or is there gonna be a sequel? Um, but yeah, I definitely would cash it. I want other people, especially the newer generation, who's more used to like the shittier horror movies that are out there right now. They need to get back into the uh, classics to understand where it came from and how much this movie impacted the horror industry and like, yeah. Maria, <laughs> I'm I'm actually gonna um, cash, um, even though like the movie was really like disconnected. I guess it was kind of refreshing that you don't have such like strong stereotypes of like characters and it was nice to kind of it was it was like a refreshing movie to watch especially like from it being like a slasher movie and i and and, i mean i liked it i liked that i liked that you couldn't really tell who was the final girl who was gonna die who was the killer it was like it was a movie that a lot of things that i was expecting just didn't happen and i liked it so cash for me i'm gonna have to say pass 
Now, Friday the the 13th is my favorite all-time horror franchise, but not because of this movie. This, it's a great start. It sets up, it sets up nothing. It just sets up Camp Crystal Lake. It sets up the Voorhees family, I want to say, the Voorhees duo, but it does nothing else. Like, it's boring. The kills are boring. They're basic. It's slow burn. It's supposed to be a whodunit, but... See, I just thought we were we were looking in, looking through the killer's eyes. I didn't know we were supposed to be guessing who the killer was when I first saw this. And when I watch it now, I'm still like, I'm just it's just the it's just the killer's POV. We're not we're not trying to guess who the killer is because you, there's no one on screen that you would suspect. Who am, am I supposed to suspect? Alice or 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 Billy? Like. No. Am I supposed to suspect Crazy Ralph? I mean, given what the killer was, Mrs. Voorhees, I, I think the drunk old crazy man could have also been a contender, but whatever. So it's a it's a pass for me. But that's not it. We're just starting our Friday the 13th franchise series. We have what? Oh. 10, 12 movies we left. We got like 10 movies left. And given that I've seen all of these movies, I would say that we have some good ones and we have some bad ones. And this is your first time watching these movies, Maria. And you're going to see the good ones and the bad ones. And when it comes to the bad ones, you're going to see what that, that they are really, they are really fucking bad. So. I mean, I'm excited. I've never seen like... You know, I'm not really big into, like, slasher movies, but a lot of these movies are very, you know, they're very, um, I feel like like everybody's seen them but me, so I'm excited. These are classics. I mean, only thing that's really known in pop culture is Mrs. Voorhees is the killer in the first one, and Jason, it takes over, so everything else that you see... And the next 10 movies will be a surprise. And you're going to be like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's stupid. Where the fuck did this come from? They can do what now? So it's going to be an interesting journey. And we're glad that you are all coming along with us. So join us next week as we as we watch Friday the 13th Part 2. When we finally get Jason. And, uh, and the start of a very confusing timeline because in movie universe Friday the 13th part 2 only takes place two months well it, it the opening of the movie takes two months after the previous events which is confusing as hell and you all will see what I mean when we get there because again that little boy who pulled Alice down at the end of the movie was alive was not a zombie was not a ghost but that's all about to get very, very fucking confusing. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye. You're doomed to stay. The Haddonfield Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?